Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. Hope you're having a good Sunday and it's off to a good one, at least with us. Steve Phillips, who is in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. You can reach Steve anytime through Randy at 6450736. Also, here, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, and Chuck's direct number is 499. 499- 6360. My son Greg is back from his skiing vacation and he's with us, but injured. You want to give him a brief outline of what happened? Sadly, not on the slopes. It's cr- crushing it out there in Steamboat, but I was cleaning up the condo and this isn't the time to go on my poorly placed sconce ramp. But there was a poorly placed sconce, say that 10 times fast, yeah. that I was cleaning our condo up, stood up right into, no alcohol involved. I was up in the morning, barely had my first cup of coffee, cut my head open before I got in the shower and was bleeding everywhere. Ouch. But I will say, if yep. you get hurt in Steamboat, Colorado, best darn doctor ER staff I have ever come across. I've not been in many, but best staff I've Good. ever come across. So kudos to them. If you want to see oh, Greg's <laughs> injury, uh, LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel, LouisvilleAnswers.com. Chuck, you wanted to say something? Yeah, you were ensconced. I was ensconced. Ah, my, my scalp was ensconced. Very cute. Unfortunately, very, yeah. very cute. All right, we got a lot of stuff going on. Let me hit some quick news uh, that I think it's making headlines. Heating bills this winter left many homeowners with the sticker shock. I also in that uh, group. Rising cost of fuel made heating bills, not to mention gas bills, jump from 5% to 50% this winter. Some in regions are seeing higher heating bills than even us. Money Magazine spoke to homeowners who reported heating bills doubled their 2021 high levels in states like Minnesota and Wyoming. So I guess we should feel somewhat comforted by that. Mortgage rates fell this week amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine, sparking uncertainty across the globe, including U.S. markets. Uh, Steve, where are we now with the, I know we're, uh, you can't speak the day to day, but are we above four in? And you want to give your MN, NMLS number? Uh, my NMLS number six zero nine three zero. Right. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean the rates are just going crazy right now. The, the the market is is obviously getting a lot of influx into it as far as the funds going into the bond market for the mortgage backed securities and such. Yeah. Uh, because everybody's scared of what's going on over in Europe. And uh, so usually in, in times of peril, the bond market is usually a safe location for money. So we're getting a lot of influx into that. It has dropped the rates a little bit, but overall, I mean, we're still getting increases on them. Yesterday, I think there was five different rate adjustments throughout the day wow. it was all over the place yeah a so, fed's expected to make an announcement next week they're expected to raise a quarter point for short-term rates so we'll be keeping an eye on that um but to specifically are we above or below four right now that seems to be a big question from a lot of yeah clients. i mean we're i i kind of right on there right on um, got it all right yeah it will come back to that finally uh the mega mansion named the one in los angeles bel air neighborhood Sold at an auction this week for a record high price. You ready for this? It had 21 bedrooms, 49 bathrooms. I don't know why you need 49 bathrooms. A 30-car garage, five swimming pools. According to Fortune magazine, it sold at auction for $141 million, which includes a 12% commission. Yeah, so but that was, that's, that was a bummer. The, the article that I saw said for a mere, you know, whatever, the $121 million, 
because it was listed, I think, for way higher than that originally, and it had to go at auction because yes. no, right. no one wanted it. No one it. wanted it. Right. It's too big, especially with the Too much money. Of, uh, What's the uh, eating going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no Let's get to some of the questions. Chuck, I've been getting a number of calls, and I know I send them to you, and so you may already know a little bit about this. Jackson says uh, he is uh, has a home he's going to sell. Somehow, somebody found out about it who claims to be an investor, and he says he wants to give Jackson twenty thousand for. Oh, sorry, two hundred thousand for the house. He wants to pay Jackson two hundred thousand, but he's a little concerned about that because it would be broken up. This guy would pay Jackson forty five thousand up front, make payments to Jackson as well as make payments for Jackson to his mortgage company until the mortgage is paid off, which is about another 10 years. So he, the, the investor is basically buying the home. The deed gets transferred into the investor's name, but Jackson's name is still on the mortgage itself. And this investor says he will continue to pay the mortgage and pay Jackson an additional amount of money uh, per, per month, 300 or so dollars per month. This sounds like it's a disaster mm -hmm. in the making. Oh, yeah. It is. It, he's going to pay the mortgage right up until the time he does. It. And then our seller has no ownership of a property that he owes a lot of money on. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. yeah I, so, yeah. Steve, your thoughts on this from an, a lender's standpoint? Oh, man. I just feel bad for the, the seller. I mean, it just sounds like he's just setting himself up. Uh, badly to fail on this uh, in the future because yeah. at some well, this point, was, yeah, yeah, this right. was a, a common thing uh, back 08, 09, people had come in and, oh, I'll give you a thousand dollars for your house and give me the deed and deed never seems to get recorded. All of a sudden, six, seven months down the road, people find, oh, no mortgage was made, no payments, etc. Um, and that's the good scenario because the deed was never recorded. Uh, sometimes they would record the deed and it just it just gets ugly. Uh, they're trying to make a quick flip on it is what they're doing, probably. It, what's concerning to me is that the, the deed goes into the investor's name, even though the mortgage is yeah. still in our Jackson's name. Right. They're trying to piggyback on their financing so that they can fix it up a little bit and then flip it real quick. Uh, presumably when they flip it, they pay off the mortgage. Sounds real good on paper. I'm sure there's some late night uh, or internet guru who, you know, sold them this, this plan for a lot of money. Uh, the problem is they don't always work out like that just because, you know, that's your plan doesn't mean that's where it goes. Um, and then, you know, the investor can just walk away, deed it to a, you know, anybody, uh, or just leave it and walk away. And, uh, then the mortgage is still out there. Seller still owes the money, but they don't have the house. They have this. No, this is nothing. a big concern, big concern. Yeah. So your word of caution to anybody, any of our listeners who are approached to buy, have someone buy their home because this market is so hot. The listener may yeah. be saying, Oh, this may be a good deal. What would you suggest to everybody? Uh, don't do it. Uh, that would be the first thing. Uh, there's a million ways to skin this cat. Uh, you can do lease options. You can do, uh, you know, the ever popular contracts for deed. Uh, at least uh, that would allow the seller to keep their thumbprint on the property. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it could still create a mess. Uh, 
or do what I do. And when you hear something like this, folks, if you if a red flag comes up or the hairs on your back of your neck start to wiggle a little bit, if you have hairs on the back of your neck, call Chuck Crosby. And I'll be giving out his number again because you need some advice from someone who you can trust. Just in. go, just go watch the Twitter or what was it the 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 Tinder sw- Swindler? There's a, there's a Netflix. Yeah, the new Netflix movie. Tinder you know, talking yeah, about right. the Swindler, the, the Tinder Swindler. I'm yeah, oh, today. Tinder Swindler. Yeah, I haven't mean, seen that one. The fraud, yeah, the, the amount of fraud that people, the well, the, oh. the it's the humanity of it, right? Like people are getting taken advantage of, and that's well, that's the irony of it is you don't want to ever put yourself in a position to be taken advantage of. They are, and in in every case, in most every case most, I've right. seen, the sellers are are in a hard way they can't make their mortgage payment and they think this is an easy out. So, Oh, Hey, this is all legal and everything. And and then they jump on it only to find out that they're worse off, you know, come six, seven months down the road. Now, you know, it, it, there's just a lot of ways yeah. to do it differently. Yes. L- uh, legally, but to your advantage, not to take, yeah. taken advantage of. All, all right, right, let's move on. This is coming for you, Steve. Amy is writing in, you're going to find this interesting. She was pre-approved with the two mortgage companies. One of them was Swan, but she decided to go with another mortgage company because she had a checking account with that other company. So now Amy is writing us and telling us she's having problems with the other mortgage company and wishes she had gone with Swan. There's delay. She says, apparently the appraisal on the home that she's buying has been done, but the loan officer at that other company was rude several times and is not returning her calls. And she's asking, is it too late to go back to Swan? So at what point is it too late to make a switch, Steve, to, and it could be Swan, it could be another mortgage company, but if you're finding you're having problems from the mortgage company that you're working with, when is it too late? Well, uh, technically never. I mean, you you have your timeline of your contract is the biggest restrictive factor in that. Um, With FHA, VA government loans, those appraisals get transferred over quite easily and all lenders accept transferred appraisals. Conventional uh, loans have a little bit harder timeline transferring over appraisals. So sometimes there's that aspect involved. But for the most part, um, it, you know, if, if they're experiencing these, we have not just me. I mean, I'm a, as a broker, I have the ability to shop. So with that allows me to do a lot more things. But what I was trying to get to is that, um, you know, we, we get homeowners over to us that have been turned down or having issues with their loans all the time. Sometimes they come to us, turn down a couple different ways before we can get them approved. So, you know, it, it does happen. Things get ha- uh, found in underwriting that can bog a file down or, or cause an issue that wasn't foreseen. Um, but, uh, you know, as a broker, I'm going to hawk that. As a broker, that I've just got so many more ability and variables to shop with. But, you know, it, it, it does happen from time to time. But there isn't really a time limit on when you can transfer. All right. But if you do, we should point out that if and when you do try to change, you need to be able to tell the, your, your, your agent and have your agent tell the seller's agent that you're making a switch because it could delay a little bit. You don't want to do this without everyone's approval. Yeah, the contract closing date is going to be one of the main limiting factors in that decision, you know, um, and whether the seller can extend or will extend. Got it. All right. Uh, just a reminder, something actually brand new that I'm, I'm doing now, I'm meeting with sellers explaining real estate secrets. It's kind of an inside look as to how to get your home sold fast and for most money, but, but no obligation, no cost. 
simple setup either by Zoom or in person. Go to louisvillehousedoctor.com, fill out the form, and bam, we are, uh, we'll get together and talk. Back to the questions. Mandy called me and says, uh, Chuck, that her apartment complex in Indian Ridge, which is in Shelbyville, is no longer safe for seniors. Used to be all seniors uh, are there, disabled persons. It was bought by another company in Tennessee, and they are not keeping up maintenance or safety. So who does Mandy call? Because she says the police are not being responsive. What would you suggest to Mandy? Okay, um, I'm not sure where the police come into this. And that sounds like the safety issue is uh, criminal activity, uh, which is a mm -hmm. whole other ball of wax. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> if there's criminal activity, document it, call the cops, call them as often as you can. And uh, sooner or later, something will happen, uh, hopefully. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. A couple of horror stories from that particular scenario. So don't confront the uh uh, the criminals. Uh, but if that's the safety issue she's talking about, uh, that's not a senior or non-senior issue. That's an everybody issue. Um, but just keep calling uh, and document it. Talk, go down uh, to the police station and, uh, uh, you know, where it's not a phone, it's a person. Gotcha. Yeah. That may be the best thing. I, she sounded yeah, very also, upset when she called me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there con contacting the, uh, uh, the management company. There's if the folks out of if the folks that own it are out of Tennessee, they probably got a local management company, um, and you know, uh, get an attorney to contact them because, of course, uh, having a property unsafe, uh, you know, is you know can be considered a constructive eviction. Uh, so there are things to do there. Greg, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, no, Chuck took it out. I, I was going to say, make sure you document that. Make sure you're reaching out to the management company. Yeah. If it's not just a crime issue, if it is a safety thing and you're conflating, yeah. well, who do I go to when I have this if my management company is not responding? Um, is there, I mean, is there, Chuck, do you know, is there a place that you can go to the state if it's it, to make a report on a management company that's not keeping up their dwelling? Well, it, it depends on on what type of uh, tenants you're going to have in the place. Now, Shelby uh, County doesn't... Uh, uh, have the landlord tenant act. Uh, so there's a lot of different or doesn't, uh, hasn't incorporated it. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, different things you can do, but most of them include getting an attorney and, uh, and going that route. Gotcha. We're going to take a break. When we come back, bed bugs, a real problem, some tips mm. and what to look for in for uh, Randy Rocky, Steve Phillips joins us. You can still reach Steve and or Randy and everybody else at Swan at 6450736. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, not only do they do a great job at closings, but they also do a variety of other things, including Will's great guy, 499-6360. My son, Greg, who's playing injured with his, his head. Man, I don't even Man, as your dad, I'm a little concerned about that, but I understand it wasn't from skiing. It was the sconce that got you. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone. We're uh, hoping to help you get your home listed and sold. 376-5483. We also have a bunch of agents who can help you in terms of finding your house to buy. 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sicola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. Got a call from uh, somebody who's a fan of the show and says, hey, I see you and your son Greg on um, on with Barbara all the time. And I said, yeah. And and so, Greg, you know what I did? I never did this before. I Googled, because that's what one of the commercials says, Google Bob and Greg Sokoler. And there's a variety of stuff that comes up. You just need to know how to spell the last name. Also, here with us, besides my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. And Steve Phillips is in for a well-deserved vacation for Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 6450736. If you are traveling, be careful because bed bugs are everywhere. In fact, um, Chicago settled in for the second year in a row as the number one city on Orkins. That's that exterminating company. Uh, <laughs> top 50 big bug cities. The list uh, includes Philadelphia, New York, and a variety of things. And you wonder, so where does Louisville come in? Well, I am proud to tell you folks that out of 50, Louisville came in 49th in terms mm. of bed bug problems. So good job for I wonder anybody. if it, I wonder if it had anything to do with climate base. You know, I, I lived in New York and when you have people living on top of each other and you're on public oh, transit yeah. and those yeah. those those factors help spread. We don't have public transit here. We don't have a lot of dense housing in Louisville. So, you know, places like that probably aren't as susceptible, I would assume. But I do remember living there. You know, you you would always hear about, oh, so and so got bed bugs, and it was just kind of like a stigma, like having lice. And you you get the fumigation, you throw yeah. some stuff out, you get over it, you're fine. 
Uh, bed bugs are known for rapid population. Females can deposit one to five eggs a day and may lay 200 to 500 eggs during their lifetime. So you want to look at And the reason, the good news is we, we don't have them here. But the problem is if you travel, you may experience these. So <laughs> Bob's been traveling a lot. So when he's yeah, saying it, he's worried yeah. about the bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, during that, well, Chuck, you just got back from a trip. Uh, during the day, including look at mattress tags, seams behind baseboards, headboards, electrical outlets. Chuck, stop scratching. Yeah, I, I won't go any further. <laughs> if you want more, send me an email, bob at we com. Put bed bugs in the subject line. I'll send you the story on that. Hopefully, that will hopefully help everybody who is, uh, is listening to Worried about bed bugs. We now have five ways to help you sell your home and just about guaranteed to help you find your next home. Go to, you ready? Here we go. BobSellMyHome.com or SellMyHomeBob.com. There we go. Uh, let's go back over to Steve. David, wondering how many days before closing do mortgage companies run your credit? So they run it at the beginning in theory. Correct, Steve? Well, yeah, that's what they get pre-qualified or pre-approved for is that initial credit pool. Get you, uh, that's what everything is based on. Um, those reports are good for four months. So unless you're going past four months, uh, the lenders are not – well, they don't pull another credit report. What I guess he is referring to is they will do a softing. Uh, they'll check just to make sure that there's no uh, new credit lines open, no new uh -huh. debt loaded onto the debt to income ratio they do that through a soft pull it is not a hard pull what we pull at the beginning of the loan is the hard pull that's the actual credit pool most people associate what the lenders pull is just more uh, an inquiry check just to make sure no new debt but it doesn't impact your score like ours initial pool does got it but we should point out don't go between the time you initially apply for a mortgage and the time you close don't open up new uh, accounts at stores. Or that's that's what it sounds like our, our, our questionnaire was about was uh, how, how soon can I go yes. open new lines of credit before isn't I've, and I've heard isn't there you shouldn't do it like the day after either you should wait a little bit um, and not immediately do it. I mean, not that it's very rare that there's a problem after the after the case, but if there were maybe wait a week until after closing, if you're going to open something new up. Yeah, we prefer not to do it at all until you get to closing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, well, yeah. uh, that's what that's what we advise is, is not opening any new lines of credit, not even having an inquiry, um, simply because there are things that could impact it where, for whatever reason, very rarely, but you, even in those very rare times, you want to take everything you can to make sure that you get the best outcome. So if you have to, you know the lenders are going to find out. They will. They will make you uh, give them an updated statement for the new credit to show what the balance monthly payment is and such. Um, but uh, the best line is not to open it. If you do, uh, do it minimally and uh, only under dire need. So without giving away names, Greg, tell everybody who didn't follow that rule. Not you don't want to say by name, but tell the scenario of somebody we know who didn't follow that do you remember this you look like you don't know no you've got deer in headlights i mean i'm trying to think in my head who who might have bought it mean, was part of our one of the members of our family i believe but i would never rat on anybody but oh, I, I i'm not saying you to rat i'm just saying <laughs> this person did open up a i think they were buying a, a couch or something there was there was furniture involved i made a phone call told my good very close relative slash family member how um 
ridiculous and stupid that was. Yes. And that they needed to not do that immediately and yeah. and then get cash on on their on that purchase and, and not have that on their credit. So my my point But they is, were okay. Listen, they, it wasn't yeah. a situation where they couldn't and the debt to income yeah. wasn't gonna mess them That's up. They fine, were in a but, position where they would have been fine. Right. But, but uh, if it could happen to somebody who is part of the family who knows enough, good but well <clears> enough. It can happen to any one a of our former, members. A former agent that's yeah. in referral status? Former agent, yes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're not going to go any further. All so, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's also, you know, it's not just the debt-to-income ratio, but just even in having a new inquiry and a brand-new credit uh, Could uh, do uh, report, yeah, can drop your score as well. So it's not just your debt-to-income ratio. It's your credit score itself that can be damaged. All right, so I got this uh, another uh, uh, email in for, this is for Chuck, and I sent you some background. I did some research for you because that's my job is to make sure that everybody has research for them. Kathy heard us talk about love letters and writing them to home sellers uh, before. We've talked about this on the radio show. So in case you don't know, so if you're a buyer, in the past, we've suggested, as well as other agents, that you as the buyer uh, write a letter talking about how much they love the house. She recently asked her realtor to let her write one of those love letters, and she was writing an offer, and her realtor said no, that it was illegal. She's wondering, is that true? So, Chuck, did you get the latest update this past week about what's going on in Oregon? Yeah, well, in Oregon, I mean, there are so many unintended consequences when you get people on a fad law type scenario. Yeah. Oh, hey, this is going on. Let's slap a law on that. There ought to be a law. Um, bad laws made in haste like that. So what? Oregon said you can't do it. <clears throat> went to court. Now we've got a federal judge uh, putting an injunction on it saying, uh, hey, you can't ban people from doing this, uh, at least as long as that is in litigation. I suspect you can't ban. And I think that's how it'll probably turn out. Uh, the government can't tell you what to say or not to say. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of see this whole thing as an analogy or analogous to uh, you don't want this bad outcome. You don't want people discriminating based on the information you give them in the love letter. OK, I get that. That's a horrible thing. But as a seller, um, I don't know that I like the idea of the government saying uh, that I can't do something uh, or read something or whatever uh, because I might do something illegal the act itself is not illegal so why ban that uh that's like saying well don't sell chuck a gun because you never know when he's gonna go you know nuts and shave his head and climb a clock tower yeah, well, um, yeah we know better, there's though. a good movie actually with that same plot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i know yeah so I, I, so I let me like that kind of law. yeah but let me ask you though the National Association of Realtors, which governs all of us as realtors, mm -hmm. came out with a policy. I think they suggested and maybe went a little don't, bit further. Yeah. Don't, don't write well, be involved with it. If you're but you note that they did say if your person uh, still says they want to do it, you just document that you told them not a great idea. You don't have anything to do with writing it, but you can't stop them. And, and I think it comes down to like it's it's the separation between the corporation and the individual, right? You, 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 general corporate law that deals with federal things has to be fair housing, things you can say, no steering, no redlining, and this right. may or may not fall into that case. But in the case of the individual, the seller, they're not a corporation. They're, that's well, their it, asset it, it to sell. It goes even further than that. It's wrong to redline. It's, it's illegal right. to redline. It's illegal to do all these things. These things are not free speech. 
Okay. Government comes in and says, I can't tell you, I love your house. Right. Eh, that's wrong. Uh, that's, well, it's but, not that it's not that they're stopping them from doing an illegal action. They're stopping them from having information that might at some time in the future lead to me doing something illegal. And that bothers me. We got a minute left. Let me just bring up one point. And this is where this with this conversation goes. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, folks, as realtors and attorneys and mortgage lenders, we are always impressed with trying to do the best job possible for our client. That's our goal. That's what we want to do. Fiduciary responsibility. Yes. Bingo. Now, if it's in the best interest for our client to write a love letter in an attempt to get one of the very few homes that are on the market, why would our board of realtors association nationally want to stop us? Well, it's because they're, they're worried about discrimination, but I'm not so sure that that anyone's had a, a discrimination or just limit the the type of letters. Uh, you know what I'm saying here? I'm just, there's a conflict. I, I, I don't, there. yeah. I, I, I think that if you've got it, are, are we going to ban having nest cameras in our houses? Right. Because That's the I'm ring doorbell seeing, thing. Right. Right. right yeah. Absolutely. I, so I can't see who's coming into my house to look at it. Right. I, it, I, I where does it stop? No. Yeah. Good, good conversation. We got to pause it there. We're out of time. My thanks to our dear friend, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, who does such a great job with closings, wills, and a wide variety of things. You can reach Chuck directly at 499-6360. Steve Phillips did a great job filling in for Randy Rocky. We appreciate you being there, buddy. You can reach Randy and his team at 645-0736. My son, Greg, who does all of our marketing, photography, and so much more. Very proud of that guy. Does a great job. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime on my cell phone, 376 376- Five four eight three. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio eight forty WHAS.